Well, hello again, Hope Fellowship. Welcome to our podcast, Full of Hope, Encouraging One Another with the Word of God, where we are seeking here at Hope in order to regularly equip the people of Hope Fellowship with truth from Scripture. I'm Jeff Brewer, and I'm one of the pastors here at Hope, and on behalf of the elders, we want to make sure that we're caring uh, for everyone in the church, that everyone's being cared for uh, with the variety of needs that you might have during this time. And so, uh, please uh, be in contact with your mission group leader. If you're not yet in a mission group, if you're not yet connected, you can reach us by emailing info at myhopefellowship.org, and we'll be able to connect you in with a group of believers who might be able to serve you and your needs in your area. Well, over the last couple of podcasts, we've considered the main commands that Paul wrote at the end of Philippians 1 and at the beginning of chapter 2. If you remember, he wrote in Philippians 1.27, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel. In 2.2, complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being of full accord and of one mind. The unified, worthy life that's consistent with the gospel is shown when we all look not only to our own interests, but also to the interests of others. Verse 5 gives the other key command, have this mind. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus. So Paul's saying, let your manner of life be worthy of the gospel. Complete my joy that you're being unified in that you're all having this worthy life. And lastly, this main command here is have this mind among yourselves, and he grounds the reason for why we can do this, which is yours in Christ Jesus. And so the attitude or mind that we are to have is found not simply in imitating another Christian, but that we're imitating Christ. Now, to be sure, Paul's going to later call believers to imitate him and others who walk according to his example. He does that in Philippians chapter 3, verse 17. But both of these calls are to imitate him as he's imitating Christ. The mind that we are to have is the same as how Christ lived. We're to think of ourselves as Jesus thought of himself. Listen to how Paul continues. Have this mind among yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped but emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant, being born in the likeness of men, and being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on a cross. The reason why we can count others as more significant is because of the self-sacrificing, humble example of our Savior. Jesus humbled himself. Jesus emptied himself by taking on the form of a servant. And and if you remember back to when Matt Tully uh, helpfully pointed us to this passage, um, this this is pointing us to a massive theological truth. And I'd encourage you to listen again to his message if you have time. And the argument, though, that Paul is making here is an argument from the greater to the lesser. If it's true for the master, how much more for the student? This was certainly true in Paul's own life when he endured the hardship that he listed in 2 Corinthians 11. Jesus suffered. I can suffer. But what I'd like us to think about today is that this humility that Jesus showed is nothing short of astounding because of who he is. If Jesus, who is supreme, if Jesus, who is Lord, the second member of the Godhead, if he emptied himself and took on the form of a servant, even to the point of dying on a cross, if he had this attitude, 
then we certainly can have this attitude. We certainly can have this mind because any humility that we display will be far less than what his example has shown to us. The argument of the greater to the lesser. You know, a few years back, I traveled to Uganda and I straddled the equator in February. And the day after I returned, I traveled to Minneapolis and the temperature differential was about 80 degrees in the span of 36 hours. You know, when we think about the riches of Christ and that he became poor for us, the differential is no mere extreme temperature change. It's far greater. In fact, if someone was plotting the differences on a graph to show how great his humiliation was, there's no numbering system which would have enough positive numbers or negative numbers to show how high and exalted he was and how low he became how much his condensation when he took on flesh was to accomplish our salvation. The one who is above all took on the form of a servant. 2 Corinthians 8-9, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sake he became poor, so that you by his poverty might become rich. The reason Jesus became poor and humbled himself was for the sake of you and me. He did this for others. His mind of a servant was because he wanted others to thrive and live in the freedom that he would provide at the cross when he died and rose for our salvation. And so that's why we can now have this same mind. We want others to thrive and grow and experience the way we, in the way we talk to them and in the way we treat them, the example of the humility of Christ. We're not humble just for humility's sake. We're humble because we're following the imitation, we're imitating our Savior. We want others to see Jesus in how we think of others first. And so, Hope Fellowship, remember, we have hope in Christ. Let's make this hope known in a struggling world through our humble service of others. We'll see you next time.